0: I don't believe in no one's scenarios Data, 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 I cannot make bricks without clay I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain Hello and welcome to a special Cheeky Scientist radio show I am your host, Isaiah Henkel Today, I'm talking about how to stay motivated in your job search. This is a challenge to do. There will be days when you wake up and do not feel like doing anything for your job search. I've talked to PhDs who have been unemployed for months and they've lost motivation. I've talked to PhDs who have gotten excited about starting their job search. They rewrote their resume. Maybe they had a bad day in the lab or the classroom. They saw the writing on the wall. They're about to graduate. Maybe they're going to lose their postdoc or they've been in a postdoc for years, chasing postdocs. They're an adjunct. It's not what they thought, or they're still working on contract, right? There's a lot of reasons why somebody will suddenly get motivated, update their resume. And what happens most often is they will sit down Uh, They'll update their resume, then they'll upload it to a job site. Feel like ah, I did something for my job search. They get a dopamine hit in their brain. They feel really good. Of course, they hear nothing back because they just spent you know maybe an hour or two on their resume. They updated it for a job. They don't even have the correct resume format to begin with. They they simply just wrote bullet points based on what they could recall from their memory, what sounded the most impressive in terms of what they do on a daily basis. That's their whole strategy. They don't hear back. And that's it. So they lose motivation. And over time, you do this over and over again. You don't hear anything back. You you don't experience any sense of growth. You're not tracking any metrics. Nothing, nothing's happening that you can see. And so you give up, you lose motivation. Motivation is not the problem. We're PhDs, we know this. You know, we can watch a, a rousing speech in a movie or online, or we can, you know, have our PI or some professor try to motivate us. And That's great. Maybe they're positive to us. Maybe they actually say something positive and that makes us feel good for a little bit, but emotions are fleeting. Motivation is fleeting. Motivation doesn't matter. Motivation is actually the reason that you're failing in your job search because you're waiting for motivation or you're trying to create motivation. Motivation is the problem, not the solution. Motivation doesn't last, not the kind of motivation uh, that most people are aware of where they feel like doing something. You feel like it, great. Every, anybody can perform for the, the the two or three hours during the week when they really feel like doing something challenging and a job search is challenging. It's the person that can be consistent day in and day out, no matter how they feel. And understand your success in life is determined by how hard you work when you don't feel like working hard. When you do the things you need to do when you don't feel like it and you will most most often never Right, you'll you'll hardly ever feel like it. Uh, over ninety, there's studies that show this. Over ninety percent of the time, we do not feel like working hard, especially on things like a job search, which may be new, which we haven't seen any traction in, we're not comfortable with, we don't understand. There's a lot of things you don't know about a job search, and things you don't know you don't know, which I'm going to talk about here in a minute. So, how do you stay motivated? You're a motivated person. You have a PhD. How do you stay motivated as a PhD? Ask yourself that. How, how do you keep Collecting research for something as long and arduous as your thesis. How, how did you do it if you've if you graduated? You had a strong reason why, and you restructured your life towards that goal. It wasn't motivation that kept you going. It was a rationale. You had a very strong reason why you wanted to get a PhD. Maybe it was you wanted to have a bigger impact on humanity. Maybe you just wanted to be a doctor for the recognition. Like, this was something challenging and difficult, the top, right, in terms of the uh, in in education, the the most challenging degree to get. And that's why you wanted it. You had rationale. Rationale is what will keep you consistent, what will keep you going that burning drive internally that gets you to show up every day and do something as difficult and as thankless as getting your PhD and work after it in academia. There's something that drives you, something, and it's usually, it's not so much what you're trying to be driven to, it's what you're driving away from, right? What's that, that drive inside of you that keeps you going? That's not the typical motivation we're talking about. You have, you've built a strong case up for you to get a PhD. And now you need to build a strong case in yourself for your job search. You have to create rationale. Rationale is what's going to keep you going. Rationale is something you understand as a PhD something you have to embed in every paper, every grant that you write. So what is your rationale? First, you need to look at the pain. It's, it's, it's funny to me how PhDs all of a sudden turn super positive. Like we say, hey, academia is in a really bad place. Or, you know, you're doing nothing for your job search. And all these PhDs who are usually, you know, pretty critical and cynical say, you know, Isaiah, why are you so negative? Oh, you're just bashing academia. You're bashing us in our job search. Suddenly you want to be, you know, uh, super positive. There can be power in the painful things that you want to avoid. It will drive you. It can be your rationale. Why are you doing this? To avoid a complete lack of recognition in my career. To avoid career failure. To avoid being poor. To avoid my kids having to be on government assistance. To avoid being fooled by the lies in academia that there's this magical carrot. I can still be a tenured professor if I just keep doing what I'm told to do. The lies that the wall, you know, the the lack of options in front of you, how there's fewer options today than there was even a couple of years ago in academia, the hundreds of thousands of jobs lost in higher education over the past year, the faulty equipment, the lack of resources that you have, the lack of an impact that you have. I mean, look, it it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't Harvard or Oxford or uh, any other high level university, Stanford, whichever university you think it was that developed the vaccines. Let's talk about something topical. Let's keep it real, right? It was Pfizer, right? It, were, it was industry. You want to do great work. You want to have a big impact on humanity, get into industry. It doesn't matter if there's a little snippet of data or something that's spearheaded or was you know, used by industry to create something. No, impact is made in STEM and across the board, non-STEM as well in industry now, not academia. This is not the the night you know, the 19, early 1900s anymore. What I recommend doing is looking ahead at the people around you right now. The, the, find the most miserable postdoc, the postdoc that's been you know, chasing postdocs for the last 10 years. Find the PI who's constantly miserable. You won't have to look far. Find somebody who's constantly unhappy, constantly worried about funding around you in academia, somebody that's about five to 10 years ahead of you. Look at their life. Look at the small apartment they're still living in. Maybe the, the futon they're still on. Their inability, right? I was surrounded by postdocs when I was a graduate student who couldn't provide for their kids. They didn't even have a retirement plan, healthcare. And I was like, oh my God, I have got to get out of here. I, it lit something in me. And what that, that light was, was not temporary motivation. It was rationale that I built and I leaned into and I created confirmation bias I built a case for it purposefully to drive me so that my job search became easy. There's three things that will help you in terms of building this rationale. The first one is realize that you don't know what you don't know. Your ability to do research, to discover, to learn at the highest level is incredibly valuable. And you've been able to do that, right? You've, You've learned that in your field, whatever that field is. But when it comes to a job search, you don't know anything. And that's demotivating. But if you look at it from a discovery mindset, the same way that you would approach a, a problem in the, in the classroom, the lab, or with your thesis, by trying and researching and reading, you will learn. And that learning will give you more reference points. We've all experienced times in our work, if you've been doing different types of experiments or trying to come to a conclusion that would help you with your thesis. And we've spent you know months as PhD students with, any, with no, no positive data no positive information, no progress. And it became very draining. And then one day something happened. We got a positive piece of data, something that showed us we were on the right track or the wrong track, but either way, something worked and our energy levels skyrocketed. Approach your job search in this way with an open mindset, a mindset of possibilities, learn how to read, learn how to write a resume, learn what an informational interview is, how it works, learn about different transferable skills, learn about different jobs that are out there. Oh, what does a data scientist do? You know, what what does somebody do in a user experience researcher role? Learn, feed that discovery mindset. It'll give you more reference points. It'll energize you. You'll start to understand the field of job searching. The job search field is just like any other field you could study. You could get a PhD in job searching, career development, organizational behavior. Seriously. Number two, build a case for getting the job that you want. Build a case for yourself. Have confirmation bias. You're supposed to have confirmation bias at a job search. I've been talking a lot about this for the last couple of weeks. You must believe that you are the best job candidate for the job that you want, and you have to build a case for it. You have to find an angle as to why. You have a unique combination of skills, a unique background. You have to position yourself correctly. If you do that, if you spend half a day building a case on why you can complete the job at hand, why a company should hire you, build that case out, act like you're a lawyer building a case to defend why you're the best, you know, it's like a thesis defense. You've had to build a case before. In this case, you are the thesis. Build a defense as to why you're the best candidate for the job and be ready to walk into an interview. Be ready on paper first. Your resume, your LinkedIn profile is, is your thesis in this case, is the document that you're going to put forward as the initial defense on why you're the best candidate for the job at hand. Number three, find a way to record growth. Find metrics to record growth in your job search. Growth is energizing. Even if it's you filling out additional rows on a spreadsheet, a simple spreadsheet where you write down all the companies you're interested in working for and all the contacts that work at those companies. Just start with aggregation. Aggregation to give yourself an initial sense of growth. Turn off your internal editor. Just go out and do research on the companies near you. Many of them you'll have never heard of. Just do a Google search. Mid-sized small companies in this area, not the same big companies everybody knows about. Get 50 of them down in a spreadsheet. Go find decision makers that work at that company. Anybody that's in HR or operations. Find people that are in the jobs that you want to get into and record them. Just put them on a list. You'll see that that list grow. It'll give you a sense of accomplishment, that aggregation, that's information that's valuable. And then you can use it to start reaching out to those connections. Start rewriting your resume and your LinkedIn profile. Forget about getting it all done in one session work on your resume, get the right format, the right two-page format. You can go to cheekyscientist.com to get our resume templates for free. Uh, Just check out our resources page, our blog articles. We have a great article with the five most proven resume templates for PhDs. Just Just get one bullet point done today. Your LinkedIn profile, stop trying to do it all at once. It's too big of a project. LinkedIn has too many sections now. Update it a little bit each day. You, you learned, if you've finished your thesis, that writing a little bit every day, especially towards the end, was much more powerful than trying to cram it all in, trying to batch it. Forget that. Write a little bit every day. LinkedIn likes this too, because it shows you as active on LinkedIn every day, and you'll show up at the top of the search results for employers, because who's active on LinkedIn, who's actively updating their LinkedIn profile is the strongest indicator, according to LinkedIn's algorithm, that that person's serious about getting hired. So they want to show that person to employers. And then consume, learn. This is why we have Cheeky Scientists. This is why we have videos that are 25 seconds, uh, you know, a few minutes long. So no matter what you're doing, you can listen to it in the car, walking to the, the lab or the classroom, walking home while you're working out. We have all of our resources online and it's the, the most comprehensive collection of videos and trainings that you can download from anywhere. Right? You can shoot them down from the stars right to your phone, your iPad, anywhere that you are, so you can consume this content constantly, and you will start to grow in terms of your understanding of a job search. The Cheeky Scientist Association, that's our flagship program, has more of these materials in one place, easily accessible from any mobile device so that you can consume a little bit and you can start to grow and keep yourself motivated, not through that flash in the pan motivation, but through that deep rationale, that will drive you internally to take this seriously. You'll finally be able to carve out a space for yourself in industry. You'll start having employers contact you if you follow the process that we lay out for you. Either way, I hope this helps you understand how you can stay motivated in your job search, especially if you're not feeling motivated right now. If you want to learn more about the Cheeky Scientist Association, you can go to phdsgethired.com. That's just an easy... Uh, URL that will redirect you to our full informational page. It's easy for me to say over this radio show. You can go to cheekyscientist.com to learn more about us. We were recently published in the Harvard Business Review and in Nature. So check us out online, cheekyscientist.com. As always, remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional. Isaiah Henkel, the founder of Cheeky Scientist and the creator of the Cheeky Scientist Association. I wanted to quickly tell you that memberships into the association are available to PhDs listening to Cheeky Scientist Radio by using the coupon code CHEEKYRADIO at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com, PhDs. Gethired dot com. Simply type PhDsgethired.com into your website browser. Scroll down to the orange membership button and click on it. Then enter the coupon code Cheeky Radio to get twenty percent off a lifetime membership now. That's Cheeky Radio C H E E K Y R A D I O. Remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional. Are you worried about the rapidly shrinking job market? Like me, have you been seeing more and more articles on universities shutting down their research labs, furloughing employees, cutting postdocs and TAs, and even withdrawing PhD student funding? If so, it might be wise to start taking steps to protect your PhD career. You've worked very hard and very intelligently for years to establish yourself But likely you have not reached your full career potential yet. Perhaps you're not even getting respect and you're not getting the rewards that you deserve. The good news is you can get into an industry career where you can get paid well for doing meaningful work. All you need is the right knowledge and the right network. The Cheeky Scientist Association gives you lifetime access to the world's number one PhD only job search training platform with multiple courses. And the PhD only job referral network of over 10,000 plus industry PhDs. Now is your chance to become a lifetime member for 20% off of the association. Just use the coupon code Cheeky Radio at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com. gethired Dot com. simply type phdsgethired.com into your website browser, scroll to the orange membership button and click on it, then enter the coupon code CheekyRadio radio to get 20% off a lifetime membership now. No recurring monthly fees, no recurring annual fees, nobody else offers this. phdsgethired.com, use the coupon code cheeky radio. Remember your value as a PhD and remember that knowledge is power. And your net work is your net worth.